Listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, a JRPG Game Club podcast. Welcome to Season 4 about Final Fantasy XV and its related media. This is Episode 1, covering the CG interquel movie Kingsglaive colon Final Fantasy XV. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is... Matt Marcus. Bill Holmes. Kyle Thompson. My fellow hosts and listeners, welcome to the Resistance. <laughs> you know what's funny is that like oh man i wonder if uh like how it must have just gotten under the wire before that became a meme yeah Dude. like i i i really like that is my number one localization question about this movie how did that get in there Libertist. Somebody watch Starship Troopers. <laughs> Libertus definitely has a picture of the Thinker statue on his Twitter feed. Uh-huh. Wait, it's not an anime girl? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> it's a thinking anime girl statue. It's an anime girl posing with the Thinker. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like uh-huh. Reddit r slash gangstas with waifus. A very good subreddit. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find this picture of Fidel what? Castro with a bunch of anime women photoshopped around him. Uh, now that, now if only Bernie started uh, sending out memes like that, he would win. <laughs> okay, but he did. The only thing I miss about Facebook is the group Bernie's Dank Meme Stash. Yeah, that, right. that was pretty fun. <laughs> anyway, today we're talking about Kingsglaive. Which uh, came out in October 2016, and uh, it is a movie. It is a movie. A thing we haven't said yet. A long movie. (laughs) A thing we haven't said yet. Yes. It is a feature-length film created by Square Enix and directed by Takeshi Nozue, who also co-directed Advent Children, the Mm. uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, compilation movie. He didn't direct uh, Spirits Within, did he? No. No, he did not. No. Okay, I just want to make sure that we weren't given this person even more money to do even what we won't go there look i like science yeah, with yeah, it it's yeah. all right it's fine i mean I, I caught it like on hbo like 10 years ago and i'm like this this is okay yeah but actually I, I don't hate advent children it's it is a movie that's all i can say it's not <laughs> i don't we live in a society <laughs> and this is a movie yeah pretty much it, it's like Hey, I would watch this, but I wouldn't pay to watch this. Yeah. Actually, for certain teleological definitions of movie. <laughs> oh. 
Webster's defines movie as a, uh, oh, no. my, <laughs> there are some uh, very depressing development quotes about this movie on Wikipedia, which I did not really paste in here. But the staggering one was if they had they had did they did a lot of outsourcing, and the one was to make this movie in two years. If we did it internally, it would have taken five hundred people, which just put into scale the number of man hours wasted on the thing we watched. Mm-hmm. 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 It's staggering. <sighs> it it really is. Oh, it, yeah. It's it tries to justify its own it's existence and fails. Don't forget the market only delivers optimized solutions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, I don't want to hate on it too much because because we're about to we have it. <laughs> we're about to hate well, on no. it for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just don't want to hate on it too much. Well, if you want to hate on it for two hours, just watch it again. Uh huh. I just did. <laughs> I watched it a second time. Why? No, I just mean I don't. I don't want to hate on it for two hours because let's face it, we'd be pissing off anime fans. I mean, I oh, no. I paid Jeff Bezos. I paid Jeff Bezos eight dollars to watch this fucking movie twice, and I'm kind of mad about it. Why did you pay Jeff Bezos eight dollars? Because it was four dollars per rent. You realize it's free on Crackle. What? I don't have Crackle. What's a Crackle? What is a Crackle? Crackle's a free app that Sony owns. Oh, oh wow. that makes sense. I don't I have that in Canada. I tried to play that in my browser and it wouldn't work. Um, but yeah, if, if you ever need to go to uh, justwatch.us, well, I guess you're Canada, so it doesn't work. But there's other sites. I'll tell you where it's streaming and for how much. Oh. So it's like, yeah, and it, and it lies too because like I checked it on Sony and it said, oh, it was $3. Like, nope, it was $4. So I don't know where they get their information from i just rented this on youtube for four dollars i still paid four dollars but jeff bezos didn't get it i know i feel bad anyway you feel bad that just jeff bezos didn't get another four dollars yeah no i'm I'm bad that he got any dollars matt loves capital i'm I'm just (laughs) mad besides twice well it's because i originally we were going to record this uh Uh. a few weeks ago and like our schedule just got messed up, and it's fine. But, like, I watched it a while ago and then had to rewatch it to remember how much of this I don't remember, which is a lot, because it's not a lot happens. I think you could have bought it for less than that. The buy cost is $13. Really? When I looked on yeah. Amazon, it was said, I thought it said 7 or 8 but I want your Amazon, because apparently it's cheaper. Everything on your Amazon is cheaper than mine. All right. Uh, anyway. So why are we here? We're here to talk about so the We're movie. here. Oh, We're going to talk about the city of Lucis. And no, no, you've already got it wrong. The lore, please respect uh-huh. the lore. Uh-huh. The, the city, <laughs> the city is called Insomnia. Oh, excuse me, the right? Insomnia is yeah. called Lucis. Very that good is city correct. name. However, in the city fact, that never sleeps, Insomnia. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I was gonna say that. In fact, the entirety of the kingdom of Lucis is the city of Insomnia, which is not at all confusing. So uh, it's a city state, but it happens to have a city name on top of the state name. Well, <laughs> the, the empire has taken all of their territory except for the city. So the only thing left of the kingdom of Lucis is the city is of Insomnia. City. Okay, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. Importantly, just fantasy Tokyo. Yeah. More or less. Also, hilariously, this is the only time you ever see the city, except for it being totally devastated at the end of Final Fantasy XV. Well, yeah, I, mean, uh-huh. I, I have so many questions about this this release direction they went with. Like, it doesn't. Make they sense. released this before the game. 
So yep. that you would watch the movie and then play the uh-huh. game. Do you want to know this why? Takes, this takes place in the middle of the game, right? No. Yes, well, it does. It, 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 both, it's, yeah, it's like concurrent with the beginning of it to the middle of the uh, the. So the game, yeah, the beginning of the movie yeah. happens before the beginning of the game. Okay. Then yes. most of it happens in between the opening movie. Well, it kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of sliced up a little bit. Yeah. Most yeah. of it happens like right before a scene in several hours into the game because the game really right. kicks off when your dad dies and he dies in this movie. Dude, right. Spoiler. Right. Dude, it's an anime. <laughs> your only family relation always dies. So yeah. So it's like, why did they? decide to spoil the story before the game even launched that's well they weird they rightfully anticipated that nobody would watch this <laughs> you know what i i was in japan when this came out and i had friends who watched it prior to playing the game like it it, it was yeah. effect the marketing was effective i have bad news this was this was very successful in japan according to wikipedia my guess is that this movie was actually supposed to come out at the same time as the game, but the game got pushed back. That's possible. That, that, that's a guess. That's, I a, that's have a to pretty good guess. That. The only thing I could say about like watching this movie first is that it gives you all the character, well, at least the character names of like the big guys. Like, who cares who Nox is? Like, or Nix is? Mm-hmm. Or the Noctis. main character. Yeah. There's a Nix and a Nox. The uh, the Lunas Freya's first last name is Nox. <laughs> right. Coming to right. my Nix. That's not store. confusing. Yeah, but also it it like it definitely sets up how evil Niflheim is and how badly you'd probably want to kick their ass. I don't know. Oh, it like, sets that's up the only a thing lot. I can think of. It yeah. sets up a lot. I feel like Niflheim <laughs> is pretty okay. I, I mean, mean, we don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I was about to uh, say they don't mm, spend no. their own humans in war, and then I was like, you know, that makes drone strikes sound good, also. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh-huh. not ju- well. You got to remember. Well, to be fair, the monsters are also not attacking just troops. They're attacking civilian targets, too. Yeah, so. like, they do just... <laughs> they watch, do a war like, crime. Mass civilian murder campaign at the end of the movie, so... Yeah, I mean, look, and look, the those... opening scene. Those magic missiles are not smart missiles, you know? They're not smart bombs. <laughs> those are barely magic missiles! They're just regular missiles! But they came from magic, therefore they are magic missiles. Oh, okay, okay. I think we're getting into the weeds here. We gotta, we gotta set up the premises. This is this is important. Right. This All is right. lore. This is lore. So this movie opens with two minutes of narration that they could have put at the beginning of the game, completely obviating the movie. Yep. Yeah, but yes. then they couldn't make money off of box office and the game. Phil, tell me about this opening movie. I don't want to. <laughs> Uh, You're gonna make a great podcast four, host. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, it's not my fault. I thought I was signing on to be a guest, and then suddenly I guess, oh, you're hosting all episodes. Wait. Mm-hmm. I thought you said guest, not host. Guest? I think I used the phrase guest, guest host. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, apparently I'm now I signed a contract. Uh-huh. Last time last time I did that, I ended up in Iraq. Very lucrative. Anyway. Hoping to stop this podcast, Iraq. Anyway. The kingdom of Eleusis is protected by a crystal. Well, it was protected by a crystal. It was protected by a crystal. Apparently, the crystal is not as good as it used to be. And this other empire called Niflheim that uses magitech and guns and shit has been taking over the lands around it. 
and uh, they've pushed back the uh, Lucian army all the way to the outskirts of their major city, Insomnia, which we mentioned earlier. And uh, the way they're protecting the city is using this magic wall that's coming out of the crystal. Kind of. There's a, that, but it's also be the magic is being pushed by the king himself. Yeah, the king is like the conduit of the magic. Yeah. And they don't really explain why that's a thing. We just have to assume it's family royal family line. They have a connection to this crystal. It's just oh, a yeah. thing. They explain that in the game. There there's yeah. there's a lot of time spent on this royal connection to the robot gods of the past, um, who mm-hmm. give the uh crystal power. Um Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that becomes a major plot point. Oh, you mean uh, the fucking God of War final boss battle? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's cool because they punch each other at the same time. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so the Lucian royal family travels to Tenebrae to uh, cure Noctis of uh, some... Illness, disability. I'm not entirely sure why he's in a wheelchair. Polio. Yeah, wheelchair. was that addressed in the game? I totally don't remember. This. I have no idea. I was it was it covered <laughs> in the demo they released prior to the game being released? Because that had like young Noctis content in it. I never what? played it. But what? Oh God! What? Did, you, oh, did no. you not know about this? No! There was like a there was like a, oh, no. a kind of like demo slash prelude episode that was released prior to the game and oh, you were podcast. playing as like young noctis there oh from no. what i remember uh, okay maybe maybe uh, it's just, just it's just a, a projection of the crystal it's warping my mind Who square knows? enix would later realize you could charge 40 dollars for a demo and then release the uh kingdom hearts 2.8 a final chapter prologue yeah I mean, no, <laughs> they, they need to get i mean their, that's that's like a ground zeros ass thing to do. Mm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the royal family's there, uh Ludus Freya is there and her brother's there and their family. I'm not sure why they're there, but they're the royal family. They're the royal family of a neighboring kingdom. Are they conquered? Yeah, they were uh, uh conquered. Not, so they're conquered at this moment, right? So like there's Tenebrae who Luna Freya is from, and her brother is yeah. from. What's his name? The Fabio R- guy? Ravis. 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 Ravis, yeah. Um, so they're both from Tenebrae. They're part of the royal family of Tenebrae. The royal family of Lucius comes there, and then Niflheim attacks. The Lucians flee, and Tenebrae is occupied. Yeah, and during the attack, I believe both Noctis's mom and Luna's mom are killed. Is right. Noctis's mom killed there? Yeah, I, I don't. Okay, okay. So that's what happened to her. Because this yeah. is the thing. This is a very important thing you need. Like we 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 need to establish about Final Fantasy 15 is that uh-huh. all of the female characters die. They yep. all die. Every single one of them dies. <laughs> There are no playable final character or female characters, and they all are killed. It's Wait, uh, it's not good. I don't it's not remember how Cindy dies, but that's about what it. if I told you right. Cindy was around? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
You're right. It's only the it's only the uh, the, the the like highly plot significant characters that all right. die. Yeah, you're right. Well, well as for at least this this movie, Luna's mom gets killed by uh, General Glaucus. Mm. Glauca, excuse me, Glauca. And uh, he's a he looks like a judge from Final Fantasy twelve, but like via Dark Souls kind of yes. design. Like yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. it he looks really badass. But also yeah. it's like clearly power armor because that purple bit changes to red when he like does like vanquish moves. Uh-huh. Yeah. It it's it's not great. You know, it is really just what if Vanquish was also Final Fantasy twelve. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, this raises some questions when plot stuff happens later. So, like, I'll I'll get back to General oh, Glauca. Does it? Does it? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh, it it does. really does. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, there's there's a lingering question though. Did they ever actually cure Noctis? He doesn't have polio in the game, so probably, I guess. Yeah, it's like almost certainly yes. Yeah, but it, like it doesn't actually even address that part because he's yeah, still in right. a wheelchair. You're he's right. still in a wheelchair during this event. Well, I can imagine though, even if he got magically cured, the kids probably never walked before, so like you don't want to rely on him to run mm, at that moment. And that's fair. why his run animation is bad. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, his legs go out like 30 degrees on either side. <laughs> Not normal. He's just he's skating, bro. Not how people run. <laughs> anyway, while they're running away, um, was it Revis or Ravis? Ravis. 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 What yeah. if I told you Ravis? this movie contains all of the backstory of Ravis and he only shows up one time for you to kill in 15? That's fun. I would believe that. <laughs> His entire backstory is my arm caught on fire. Uh huh. Yeah, so Ravis is left behind and for some reason he's blaming the Lucian royal family for seeing his mom die by the other army's general. That doesn't make any sense. But uh, Luna's running with um, Regis and Noctis, and Luna gets left behind, so she ends up with the uh, Niflheim army, and she's a captive of theirs for the next 12 years, which is when we cut to next. Yes, yes. And it's important to note that uh, Noctis and Luna Freya are supposed to get married, right? They're betrothed. Not yet. I don't know if they're betrothed at this point. No, no, I think it was part of the, that was part of the treaty. No, 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 I think it was before that, and then the Empire kind of brought it up again. I think that's how that played out. But why would it be a term if it was already, you know what? It's not really. (laughs) I mean, thinking about it too hard is probably not worth the effort. (laughs) this all, if you put this at the beginning of 15, you don't need this movie. (laughs) For sure, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. yep. laughs> so they end up with a, a cut for 12 years later. And now Regis has created an army called the Kingsglaive, which are, I guess, some sort of special forces. Hmm. They're tier uh, one operators. The they can warp the king's magic. They're one of the, uh, they're from a, uh, what town were they from? Um, well, I mean, I don't know if they're all but... from uh, Galad is the name of the Gal- uh, yeah. town of where these are Glad. But I, I'm not sure if the entire army is from there, or they just happen to be people that were able to also do it. They're not. Seems like most of them are. I think members of the Kingslave are from there, and that's why yeah. they're able to use the magic. They have some sort of connection to the crystal's magic. I, I think you're probably right, yeah. Yeah, it's not particularly clear. 
Yeah. Two of the people say they're from different places, so I think it's just all the cool people are from Galad, so you don't have to remember an extra right. noun. What you need to know is that they're Americans and uh, the people of Lucius <laughs> are British. Um, so, uh, yeah. but There's also some Irish in there, too. Oh, like, right. Well, they get Yeah, like they the, the, the Galadians are, like, kind of Irish. Kind of. Uh, it's not consistent. But they also <laughs> have the ability to throw their dagger and mm-hmm. warp to it, which is badass. Yeah, yeah, they basically uh, took a lesson out of uh, playing Bloodborne and just learned, just throw the kukri. Yes, exactly. And then warp to it. That was Dark Souls <laughs> and then warp 3 met. <laughs> no, it was Bloodborne. It was the Forgotten Bloodborne King. Poison Knives. The Forgotten King is where he used the kukri. Oh, I'm, mm. th- I'm thinking of the Poison Knives. Uh, I've, I've outed myself as not remembering things from Dark Souls as well as I thought I did. That's fine. Bloodborne and Dark so, Souls 3 are bad. Don't worry about it. This is, but this is also hmm. like a power that the the Lucius royal family has, and like Noctis has too, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, okay. Which is like a really interesting point, you know, mm-hmm. like because it gets brought up multiple times. <laughs> it's like the Dragon Balls; it disappears if the king dies. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. It makes me think that somebody in the royal family must have slept around in Galad, which means that's why, like, everybody in the town, like, generations later has, like, a little bit of royal blood so they could use the, you know, use the magic. It's you just might, a town of you bastards. Might be right. You uh-huh. might be right. <laughs> it's a town of royal bastards. They're not allowed to actually own property, so they get shuffled off to the village of Galad. I, I've said this before, but Square Enix, please hire me. So... <laughs> All the movie wants to use this for is to remind you that the Kingsglaives are dirty foreigners, and the only value they have to society is that which is given to them by the state. And once the yeah. state doesn't need them, they're been deported. <laughs> yeah, like that's that is the premise. That is the that is the premise. Come work at our Walmart, and if you're fired, go home. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's like you know, I mean, this is a thing that happens, right? Like. French Foreign Legion kind of thing, like, or, you know, just, like, various situations of people who are, like, put in a bad situation because of borders and migration and stuff, ending up fighting for another country. But, like, I think Square Enix doesn't really see much of a problem with this arrangement. (laughs) Yeah, I, you know what, I just, does this dovetail with anything thematically from the game? No. I think okay. isn't it I didn't like think so. isn't it just like the people outside of uh, Insomnia are a little resentful about the city? Like that's no. kind of about it. No, they're stoked to see you. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but then you just you're their king and you do chores for them. The game is like about being Obama, but on Fiverr. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> Cause that's what it is, yeah. right? It's like, oh hey, yeah. ruler of my sovereign nation, can you go to the store for me and bring me four orbs? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, this movie does not put Noctis in a good light in any way. Like neither does the game. Spoilers. It doesn't put him in any light whatsoever. Considering the stuff that is going down at the same time that you were running around like doing menial chores and just broing it up with your bros. It, uh-huh. it really doesn't make Noctis look good. And and it makes even less sense when, like, at the beginning you're trying to meet up with Ludus Freya, right? And Ludus Freya is, like, in this movie? Well, 
Okay, so that is explained. Yeah. It is explained. Okay, okay. The game when you leave and you're on your road trip with your pals, you're on the way to Altissa, Altitia yeah. at the time of the treaty signing. Where in this movie, Regis says he sent you away so that they couldn't capture and kill you. Yeah, it was yeah. where they were. Is where Regis tried to send Luna Freya, but wasn't able to. Yeah. This to me actually seems like it was kind of no, forced. Like, no, no, that's not true. Because at the end of the movie, she could just go there, but instead she goes around and does like faith healing. Oh wow! She could have just gone to Atissa at the end of this movie. I thought that was what she was going to do. No, but she guess... goes and does faith healing in the country. Uh, anyway, we'll let's let's, let's get let's get All through right. this this yeah, movie and then sorry, we can complain let's, about let's it. Keep going. Let's no, it's keep important going. about to it's important to understanding why this movie is terrible. <sighs> we can get we'll get there at the end. Trust me, uh, I got plenty we'll to there. say. We'll get there. We'll get there. This is going to be our longest episode by a lot. I can tell so, already. It's going to be longer than the damn movie. Yes. <laughs> Have you not heard our other anime podcast? <laughs> so anyway, there's a female Kingsglaive named Crow. With an E. You can count them. There's only one. Real easy to count. How would you know that if you're watching the movie? Well, because you're counting crows and there's only one. (laughs) God damn you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I'm so glad I got to say that multiple times before you got it. Oh, no. It gets even better because she, uh, later on, she ends up looking like she's from the movie The Crow. Yeah, that's Uh, true, actually. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw that. I couldn't help but laugh. Uh, uh, her, she's leading a team of casters that's summoning a huge tornado that a made of fire. fire. Uh huh. Yeah, the same tornado. You might as well make it a fire. Square Enix saw Fury Road and thought that looked cool, so they put it in their movie. Also, the King's Glaive all look like Assassin's Creed characters. Yeah, they, they do. They really do. Yeah, they do. Well, that's because they cover their faces, so you can't be sympathetic when they die. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're not wrong. And there's another team on the ground that's taken out the ground troops. Well, you know, delaying them until that can, you know, they can summon the tornado. They airdrop in Cerberus because everybody has access to Cerberus now. And Cerberus wasn't in the game until they patched him into the game like a year later. <laughs> uh, he was too busy making the movie. <laughs> he, he drops an accessory that trivializes what used to be the last boss. Immediately after you fight him. And then also a giant monster, which shoots enough missiles to make Tony Stark jealous. And is never in the game. Or explained in this movie. <laughs> and is a nope. Metal Gear, basically. Yeah, it looks like Sahelanthropus. <laughs> <laughs> but also it has, oh, like, no. an angel core from Ava. Yeah. Uh. But anyway, it fires all these missiles, it destroys the uh, tar- uh, the bridge they're protecting. Mm-hmm. And so the King's Glaive, the commander, orders a retreat. One of them, who, this guy will never be around in the rest of the movie, just some throw-off guy. <laughs> this is Nix, which voiced by Aaron Paul. Mm-hmm. He's the guy for Breaking Bad. Thank you. I actually there are a lot of guys in Breaking he, he, he's Bad. Pinkman. What? He's Pinkman, right? Jesse Pinkman? Oh. I haven't actually seen Breaking Bad either. They play Rage with a light gun. That's all I remember. He, oh, he's the, he's the guy who did the Xbox on commercial that would turn people's Xboxes on. Oh, there's, a great, uh, there's a great person that put up a uh, <laughs> Xbox Live account that's just called Xbox Turn Off. 
Uh-huh. And, and just like start following people around. Like, no, stop following me around. Why are you following me? Xbox, turn off. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> no. Uh that way he he goes in out to uh save the one guy who gets injured, who was it got his leg trapped under a huge rock. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he got it off the rock, but I how he pronounced it Libertus? Mm-hmm. Libertus. Whatever. Yeah. I, I didn't hear his name the whole movie, so they say well, it a comes up a times. couple times. Yeah. How could you not know it? He's the hero of the revolution. That's right. <laughs> the glorious revolution. <laughs> I mean, he fights Cerberus. His boss was the first against the wall. <laughs> he, he decides to go against orders and save his friend. Yeah. So he t- attacks Cerberus, which falls off the collapsing land bridge and with a bunch of warps. Hilariously, they are fighting... Okay, at the beginning of this fight scene, they're in an eternal flat plane, and then they decide if the ground collapsed, that would be cool, and then it becomes a land bridge when it wasn't previously. It's it's, it's not really clear, like, there's there's some ramparts and some walls, but I, I it's not on the bridge. It must be, like, before the bridge, and that's where the casters are standing, but it's not exactly clear, like, the geography of this. Yeah. The other thing to note there is, like, all of the casters are women, uh-huh. including Crow. But then Crow is the only woman to show up out of the King's Slave for the rest of the movie. The rest of them just disappear. They died. Yeah, I mean, pretty much you don't see another King's Glaive that isn't a named character from this point on. Yeah, but they're right? like throwaway dudes in the background. Oh, yeah. Like in this in this scene, I'm saying like once they go oh, back yeah, yeah, to yeah, Insomnia, yeah, yeah. like everybody who's there is a named character with lines. And then everybody else just is kind of not doesn't exist. Yeah, the yeah. the, uh, the female casters were like I think they all passed out, and then I guess they didn't retreat, so they probably ended up getting killed. Well, I mean the the the, cre- the creators of this game did have just like a bucket list of killing all of the female characters. So, <laughs> well, also that's fine because you don't leave a good, you never leave a man behind. You don't have to go get the women. I was gonna say Nix didn't bother <laughs> to save them. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. I I do have to say that the um, that the warping, uh, the way they like show the warping in the movie, actually looks pretty cool. It's like there's lots of sparks and oh yeah, yeah. and shit, and it, and it's like it, it's messy too because like it's not like they warp and they land comfortably. Like they're often like falling on the ground. It looks really scrappy, which I, I like. It's cool, except the more I looked at it, the more I kind of like, how are they getting their bearings right after they warp? I mean, like, there's a scene later where a guy is, like, practicing warping, and he, like, throws up, and I think that's why it's because it's disorienting. Yeah. If you're not practicing. Yeah. They can't do it right because of their impure blood as foreigners. I I wouldn't be surprised if that was in the lore Uh at all. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so the the uh, the Niflheim army decides to retreat, too, after after the bridge collapses, which is surprising to to the... uh, general or the the commander on the uh, lucian side whose name is titus or titus i think it's titus this guy is uh voiced by adrian boucher and it it's definitely it looks exactly like him but I, for the the first time i saw this i thought i was like oh why is gerard butler in this movie because <laughs> they look identical they do look pretty similar yeah that's what my wife asked Oh, that's funny. <laughs> After she sick burned me when I said, I have to watch a terrible movie today. And she goes, how is that any different from every weekend? <laughs> this weekend you're doing it for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. This podcast serves as a warning to others. So 
They go mm. back to Insomnia, and we finally get a title card, in case you forgot what the movie you're watching is. Nyx is debriefing the king when a, an envoy from Niflheim arrives. It is Arden, who sucks here, and every time Arden is anywhere, he shows up to offer peace terms, uh, saying we retreated as a gesture of goodwill, and the condition for surrender is to give up his claim to all the territory that the Empire already took from them. I mean, he literally walks in and says, hello! It's very funny. <laughs> and he wears a fedora. <laughs> and he wears a fedora. That's how you know oh, he's yeah. cool. Well, uh, a, a trilby, excuse me, a trilby. Yeah, that's right. It, it, it's not actually, not actually a fedora. That oh, is true. Sorry, didn't mean to uh, condemn your hat of choice, Matt. If someone could <laughs> think it was a fedora, you shouldn't wear it. I don't care if it's actually a trilby. He, he looks like if Van Helsing was an MRA. Yes. That's very accurate. <laughs> very accurate. Uh, he's got finger gloves and shit. Also, if. McKing. Uh-huh. Uh, he'll let them keep insomnia. And he insists that the pledge that he pledged Noctis to uh, marry Luna Freya. Which was already done, so I don't know why he did that. Look, it's really important. It The whole thing is like a Trojan horse story, right? Like, this, that's what this is about. It, the whole thing is to get some Niflheim people inside the city to break the wall. It's, it's like, literally just the Trojan horse story. Yeah, and I guess, like, he thinks that by reinforcing this marriage that uh, the king is more likely to agree to sign the treaty in the first place. That's my yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it, it, it definitely ensures that, no- well, at least according to those rules, that Noctis would not be, uh, you know, killed at first sight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but then why, yeah. Did, why didn't he lead with that as opposed to, like, that was the very last thing he said. And he said, <laughs> oh, like, he, started pot, to lead, he started to be like, okay, and then he's like, oh, one more thing. Yeah, I, that is weird. It, yeah, it's that, not, that is weird. It's not well sure. written. This movie is not well written. Spoilers. Yeah. There is a logic here, but it's not super well expressed. Like, it, it is pretty easy to miss what's going on. The A plot of Final Fantasy XV is of this quality. Oh, we didn't yeah. mention who plays the uh, king in this. Oh, yeah, it's Sean Bean. <sighs> so you know he's going to die. Yeah, like, it's just, like, I was like, oh, okay. All right, Sean oh. Bean timer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so Nyx is demoted to guard duty because of insubordination. There was a whole insubordination thing that happened. He basically refused to retreat when he was ordered to retreat because he's not going to leave his... Men behind. He's defending liberty. He talks to this guard. (laughs) He talks to this guard when he's on guard duty outside the Tokyo Metropolitan Government Building, a.k.a. the Royal Palace of Insomnia. And uh, this mega dude um, basically is like (laughs) telling him that as an immigrant, he's not welcome. And... All of his strength and all of his value as a person comes mm-hmm. from his power that he is drawing from King Regis. Well, um, I, I'd say he, he's not a MAGA dude because he clearly has, like, a UK accent, so he's definitely a Brexiter. I mean, like, <laughs> yes, but... Tired. I mean, We're all people. Wired. Blood and soil. Yeah, he's he's very much a blood and soil nationalist of... Of some persuasion, yeah. 
So except anyway, instead of never, except instead of never being outside the country, he's never been outside the city walls. Yes, which like mm-hmm. I mean, I have so many issues with this setting. Like this, I like when I first saw that. Like when I like because I had not played Final Fantasy fifteen. So when this movie opened on the Tokyo Metropolitan Government Building, I was like, "Why the fuck is this in the movie?" And then mm-hmm. I realized. It's not fantasy Tokyo. It's just Tokyo. If Tokyo mm-hmm. was a kingdom. And it's like, how is how does Tokyo survive with no hinterland at all? It's cut off from the rest of the world. Like, how does the city function in any way? It's just, oh, it's mind-boggling. Just magic. don't think too hard about it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, probably magic. Square Wizards did didn't. It. I'm still annoyed about the whole uh, being busted to guard duty for insubordination thing. Yeah, it's stupid. He's punished because he went back for a fellow soldier in for like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally bullshit. Yeah. It, it, like, is this supposed uh, to just like reinforce the idea that like the Kingsglaive have no value to the city? Well, that's what it and says. So, that's what it says. Yeah. No matter what the intention is, it says we don't care if that guy dies. He's not one of us. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess they're trying to justify, like, oh, this is the kind of person he is. He's the kind that's going to defy orders to do the right thing. But in reality, yeah. they could have done that with something far more important. But also, because... that's not true. He's like the most bootlickery bootlicker that ever bootlicked. Yes. He is, he he is both uh, is. honorable and good. But he's doing <laughs> it for the right reason. That reason? For the king. Yeah, no, like, totally. This... That reason is the constitution, basically. Like when you when you take a modern city like Tokyo and make it a fantasy setting, and then just keep all of the fantasy tropes, it looks really bad. Like, yeah, it this, does. This this story really just like comes off as like some kind of mm-hmm. like dark enlightenment, like neo feudal. Weird say, fe- fantasy. I was gonna say hot take. Feudalism is bad, y'all. <laughs> no, it's so good. Google does it now. Am I supposed to take the Galadians to basically be Koreans? Is that what it is? Um, I I don't know what it means exactly, but it's <laughs> like, very uncomfortable. Especially yeah, I mean, when you consider yeah. Japan's immigration policies. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like their situation with uh, people from other countries that uh, yeah. they may have like subjugated for a certain part of the uh, 20th century. Also, it's weird that he hates Nick's for being a foreigner instead of for having a ponytail made out of cornrows. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, my dude, I mean, my guy, you know. <sighs> so FYI, okay. you're looking at cornrows a lot in this movie. Oh, yeah, it is very much the Galadian look. Okay, yeah, so this this movie is a lot. Hi, y'all. Lightning Strikes Thrice and the other podcasts on the Pitch Drop Network are only possible due to support through the Patreon. That is uh, patreon.com forward slash pitchdrop or gofundme. 
please consider going there and uh, pitching us a couple of bucks. We would greatly appreciate it, and uh, you will get some uh, bonus bits for it, too. So, also, please check out our other podcasts, Boku No Stop, Being Jim Davis, and Magmar Sucks. All right, now back to the show. mega scene or whatever you know this blooded soil seed we go to a bar so it's you know it's just kind of your standard sort of like tokyo urban bar kind of place in some like kind of slummy residential area and uh nicks and uh the other like close members of the kingsglaive the the protagonists are hanging out uh so they're hanging out with crow the summoner we already met uh, Libertus, the guy who was trapped under the rock and the Nick saved, uh, Luce, the obvious traitor, and uh, Pelna, who is indeed some guy. Yep. And she apparently, also yeah, that Libertus is in a cast right now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Libertus uh, is is like because of that uh, injury, because of getting crushed by the rock. Uh, Libertus is like. Uh, uh, crippled to to some extent for uh, most of the movie. Yeah, now um, he has a physical cast to go along with his cast with an E at the end of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yep. you're right. You're, you're right, yeah. Yeah, and apparently Tread is just, like, fucking off somewhere else. The, the last named Kingsglaive we know. Right, yeah. Yeah. So the, the group kind of busts his, uh, Nix's chops for being placed on uh, gate duty as a result of defying the order. <laughs> Thanks for saving my life, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like, th- this is a good point to point out, like, since Crow has so few lines in this movie anyway, when she does have lines, they're all abysmal. They are well, so like, painfully I mean, badly this, read. This is a game where they decided not to have any playable i know well you see she was gonna be in the dlc that came out two years after the game and just got canceled (laughs) uh killed twice that is like this this game is incredibly misogynistic by the standards of the series like like i I was thinking like maybe they're just like oh maybe they just want to have this bro story like final fantasy you know 10-2 is like the girls like you know road trip kind of story right but uh-huh. no like Final fantasy 10 2 the wokest game of our time yeah when you, when you <laughs> think about it when you think about it it's like no like this is outstandingly misogynistic and like it really stands out compared to all the other final fantasy games it, it's, yeah, it's just shocking and like coming off of like the 13s which is definitely like you know female centered yeah, in a Look, lot of ways, it's there has very to, weird. There has to be there has to be a minority group that Square Enix berates, and in thirteen it was the blacks, and in this series it's the women. Well, uh, they, they they still managed to get some digs in on people of color, so you know, hell yeah, Huzzah. you can do and both. minorities, <laughs> like just in general any sort of minority. Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Except for the royalty. They're they're great. Um Okay, so well, uh, we feudalism. Back, we cut back to Captain Titus examining the skull of a Galadian. <laughs> <laughs> He's measuring it with calipers. <laughs> so, um, see, the we... magic part of the brain is exceptionally large. Oh, so bad. <laughs> so bad. Uh, Okay, so the advi- uh, we we get a cut now um, from the the scene of the king's with the king's slaves out drinking uh, to the court where uh, the advisors are arguing in front of the king. Uh, like some of them are in favor of the surrender, most of them are in favor of surrendering or like signing a treaty, surrendering the lands, and uh, some of them are opposed. Uh, the the king says that he powers the wall and cannot do an offensive. Like, because he's old and tired. Like, one thing we didn't note is that between that first scene when they're in Tenebrae and now, which has only been, like, a decade, the king has aged a lot because he's using the magic, right? And it's aging him. Mm -hmm. And he also says he cannot command the old wall with a weakened hand. So we don't know what the old wall is yet. We've only seen the new wall, which is, like, the um, magic wall defending uh insomnia which they ripped directly from final fantasy 12 yeah yeah so uh therefore the king decides to sign the treaty next um yeah we kick cut back to the king's slaves uh they're hanging out and they watch the announcement of the like treaty signing slash surrender on tv so crow is pissed off about this uh she thinks that they fought for nothing um libertus and crow are both angry uh, Luce is pro-treaty, and uh, Tread sees the end of the war as the end of Lucius's use for immigrants like them and fights a p- or picks a fight with Libertus. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but basically the homeland of all of these people is formally a part of the kingdom of Lucius. Like, de jure, it's a part of the kingdom, but de facto it's already been conquered by Niflheim. So when the when the the, um, the the king decides to sign this treaty, they're effectively saying, "No, that's just going to be part of the empire now. Everything you fought for in this war basically doesn't mean anything." Yep. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's not it's not great. So they get orders from um, from Titus. Nix is no longer on guard duty for the palace. Now he's not back on the royal guard for some reason i don't even know why they bothered to knock him down to to a uh, traffic cop yeah. and uh they also said crow was going to be sent to on a um on a mission a secret clandestine mission to uh tenebrae yeah and this is actually super important to the yeah. way that this movie like links up with the plot of the game right mm-hmm. so we go to royal hall where uh regis is talking with his advisors they say until the ink is dry on the treaty that they are still at war. Uh, so it's it's okay for them to be launching covert actions like sending off sending off Crow in this case. And we then cut to Nix, who is trying to uh, meet up with Luna Freya because uh, his job now. A, I think it's a typo. I think it's uh, Crow, right? Uh, no, Crow. Crow is supposed to meet up. Oh, right. I don't know if we're jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah. Crow is supposed to meet up with Luna Freya before she hits the city, and yes. she's supposed to give her this hairpin, this or hair comb. I I don't know exactly what the hell to call this thing. Um, 
Yeah, it's like a barrette or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to go in her hair, and it has a tracking device in it. But uh, we'll find out what happens with that mission later. But uh, Nyx is supposed to pick her up at the wall when she gets in the city and then bring her along to the palace and, and protect her. Which I, I, I'm kind of unsure is what would have happened there anyway. Like, mm-hmm. she was already, like, at the palace gates in a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the point, the, the plan was for Crow to intercept her and take her to right. meet Noctis. That failed, and so right. Nyx is being sent to take her away from her uh, Niflheim escorts yep. to the palace. Right, but at that point, right. why not just, okay, if you're taking her away from the escorts, take her out of the city. It's, it's not very well well posted here. Yeah, it's, it's all like I know a bad that, plan. Like, at this point, um, Luna Freya tries to leave wherever she is staying, and uh, Ravis is there and stops her and scolds her and says, uh, you're not allowed to leave, that's not your not your place to decide where to do one of the scenes we see here is a uh, crow gets dropped off um on her mission with the you know with the tracking device and after she gets dropped off a creepy empty van drives up on her and uh scary music comes up which means she's definitely dead right she's pl- for for like she's performed her role in the story and now can die which which wasn't even a role she had like nothing to do <laughs> Oh, no, but her role is to die so that the, the, <sighs> the men can feel sad. They can have man pain, you know? Yeah, yeah, actually, um, that is true. Yeah, she she is definitely fridged hard right she here. She is so fridged. It is, it is rough. Um, yep. And, okay, so I think what was really happening here was, I think we got something wrong in the notes. Yeah, it's probably Because Luna it Freya <laughs> in that scene with Ravis is still back in um, Tenebrae. Right. We can tell from, like, the setting. And then yeah, yeah, later like on, she's going to come up and she's going to get to the city. Right, yeah. So I, I probably mixed up something. Because I know at some point, Nyx is charged with, like, escorting her to the palace. But I might might have been getting ahead of myself there. Also, yeah. half the reason Crow dies is so she's gone. So there's no question that Luna Freya is his love interest. But she's not. Well, like, no, no, like, no. He's he's the loyal dog. He's not the love interest. It almost plays as if it was going to go that way but like the entire time yeah. you're like she wants to meet she wants to marry noctis like that's the thing oh yeah she is she is so she is so on that bandwagon uh-huh and and like yeah the 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 other thing that that crow does in the plot is to like initiate this hairpin slash like meeting between noctis and Winifred that doesn't happen kind of story right like right. so she yeah. dies to initiate man pain and she also does plot work um, yeah. So yeah, this is the point where Nyx is picked up by uh, Titus, the captain, uh, in an Audi A8, which uh, the the captain says, oh, it's the it's the prince's car. Thanks for putting all these brand names in our notes, Matt. Look, there, it was in the movie. There oh. is so much brand placement. Like, you can see, like, Uniqlo. You can, like, you know, there's, oh, there's right. a pizza like, ad in the window. Uh-huh. There's shots of, like, the Ginza. There's shots of, like... Um, I think maybe like Ikebukuro and like maybe Shibuya in some parts and like they just have like all of these brands being advertised everywhere. Yeah, I'm actually sad they didn't have anything for cup noodles. <laughs> maybe they hadn't inked the deal yet. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, did we? T- I was. I'm disappointed. I cut out. But did we uh, talk about how cool it is that you can do war actions until somebody touches a pen to a piece of paper? 
That's actually true, though. That, oh is, that is actually true. Yeah. I, like just, if uh, <sighs> like if you notice, like the if it's even worse than that because like for a ceasefire when it's declared, they will fire until midnight of that day. I I yeah. know, but it's just oh, the bad faith of state actors just kills me in this movie. But yeah, it's bad faith there. But it's also one of those things like, well, we don't know if they're going to pull it back at the last minute, like mm-hmm. North Korea would, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that they're like the ink is at least dry, assuming that you're a, tr- you know, they're going to be acting in good faith because, yeah, it could all be a trap. Yeah, and in fact, it is right. <laughs> so the captain picks Esnick's, uh What good he will be without the king's magic? Uh, in case you forgot, immigrants are dirt. They meet up and pick up Luna Freya from the most sniveling like diplomat ever. Yes. <laughs> It's accurate, accurate description. Uh-huh. Dude, this guy is like a fucking episode one character. Yeah, like episode one or like a Dragon Quest character or something. Like, yeah, very extra. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, watch what you say about Dragon Quest characters. <laughs> Look, they're, they're, they all have no personality. Uh, you have no personality. Also true. <laughs> so they, uh, they drive Luna Freya to uh, Regis's throne room. It's a good chance to look at more car logos. Uh, Luna mm-hmm. Freya will not go to Noctis and marry him, or the because she uh, does not want the Empire to follow the, her and kill him. Mm-hmm. She says, "My duty is my destiny." <laughs> And uh, Nix gets a call and rushes off because some hillbillies found Crow's corpse. And uh, now the military is sad she's dead. Mm-hmm. I love this scene because they, uh, you know, they go in like they they treat it like she's in the hospital. Mm. Yeah, like, oh, you can't go see her. You can't go see her. Like like they're doing surgery. You open the door. It's a morgue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like the lights are all off except for one above her. Also, yeah. like, you just don't morgue. want him to like fuck up the autopsy. And you know what the scene I'm about to test say is like it's like the scene in the first Wreck It Ralph. They immediately try to explain how she has the most dramatic backstory of all time. Yeah, I know it's uh, this is the worst because like all of a sudden, yeah, like <laughs> uh, oh god, Liberty is Jane like Lynch's oh my character. god, uh, I'm going to explain to you all the things you already know about Crow, but the audience doesn't. So you can care about her ex post facto. Libertus flips out and correctly blames the king for her death. And he decides to go AWOL and Nix has got some boots to clean with his tongue. Well, the thing is, it's not really the, it's not the king's fault. We find out whose fault it is later. Okay. It's not the king. Yes. Well, they're blaming the king for wanting to, uh, wanting to make a treaty with the kind of people that would do this. Um, Okay. That's. And, uh, I mean, I would say like sending her out on her own was kind of a dick move. Yeah. Well, she's a spe- like she's special ops. That's her job. Yeah, but like so maybe I get a, that. Just just two people that would have been a better having a partner. Yeah, for what she was doing, that would have been smart. I think yeah. Matt's point yeah. is this is supposed to be the captain acting in acting in the interest of Niflheim. Mm. That's well, yeah, that's what it ends up being. Yes, but that's but in any spoilers, Chris. But in any case, uh. This is where she ends up looking like she's in the cro- uh, from uh, the crow. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Because see her face above the body bag and all. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, she has a mascara running down and like tears as if she was uh she was crowed. Which is hilarious because she didn't wear ma- mascara in the actual before she died. So kind of looked like she. Uh, you know, I like in the in my picture 
uh, my you know in my mind i thought she was wearing mascara the whole time because she has that goth look she has she looks very uh oh god what's her name uh hella bona card card you know what i mean like what's what's his name's wife helena tim burton's wife yeah helen bonham carter yeah her like she definitely has that look yeah i mean i i oh this is this is really rough like yeah it's not good like the the fact that like they were like oh we don't know how to write an interesting female character so we're just gonna kill her and then have the characters be sad so that they can kind of ex post facto make us feel things and like sympathize with the characters because like sympathize with all of these men because they cared about her. What they really should have done is just like said, Hey, we're all, you know, at least established. Hey, we're all from the same hometown. Hey, we all grew up together. But like, they didn't even establish that at the beginning at all. So now they all like dump it right at the end. And it's just like, am I supposed to care now? Like, I mean, I guess I'm sad, but like, well, I mean, I, on the uh, bright side, she's dead, so she doesn't have to live through the rest of this movie, so she's luckier than us. Well, yeah. That's a hot take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear I hear it's nice and cool in that fridge. Yeah. <laughs> but back, back to the scene, though. Is this where dumbass uh, Libertus throws his crutch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He throws his crutches that he needs. Uh, one of his crutches that he needs to walk, and then he has to limp to go get it. Mm-hmm, why would mm-hmm. you, why would you throw your crutch? It's like throwing your controller, but even dumber. Yeah, <laughs> I can walk to get my controller. And of course, he like has to sarcastically call uh, call Nick's a hero because all he wants to do is be a hero, and it's not like he's the hero of this film. Yeah, except for the part <laughs> where he is. That's, that's the why they're part. doing it. I know. I oh, it's so it's so bad. Oh my god, it's terrible. It's so bad. Like the only time <laughs> Nix is anything less than perfect is when he forgets to bring his second Apple Watch to work. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he does kind of like talk shit to uh, to some important characters later, but who cares? Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> So we cut to the eve of the signing ceremony, and uh, Regis and the leader of Niflheim chat, Arden Nix and Luna Freya, are there just to remind you that this is a Final Fantasy XV movie. The Niflheim Empress very subtly says, I hope we'll be able to take much away from this visit. Hmm, thinking emoji. (laughs) Luna then makes sad Nix sad by asking about Crow, and he gives her a hairpin he claims was meant for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, he got it from Crow's effects, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was in the box of Crow's effects, and they treat it like that. But obviously, like, the moment they showed the hairpin and everything, everybody knows it's a tracking device. Yeah, the audience, yeah. like, if you don't know that's a tracking device, you haven't yeah. been paying attention. Yeah. Unless you're dumb and your name is Chris Taylor. No, unless you're dumb and your name is Chris Taylor. No, not uh, understander but- of plots. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Notorious. Uh, this is, this the, is the hilarious part... anyway because I keep seeing your initial CT in the notes. I keep thinking Chrono Trigger. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm gonna change my name. Yeah, but like, there's a there's like what what Nick says when he gives it to her is probably the worst line in the movie for me, which is she would want you to have it as if it were like a prized heirloom to be handed down to next of kid. It's like that's not what it is. It's a fucking thing. She went on a mission to give you the like, police. Yeah, like, she would want you, you to have, have it. Like that is literally true because it was her mission. <laughs> but 
<laughs> Aside from that, no. Like, she was yeah, not there. It's not sentimental at all. That line means something sentimental. This person who's never met you wanted you to have this. Uh-huh. Uh, it's so bad. So bad. Actually, just before that, though, uh, she says, like, oh, I, I'd like to go see her or something like that. Yeah, something that's like right. That. It's like, well, I, I, I would just wait for her to be like, well, you could go to the morgue. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's got he's got more tact than that, I guess. That's at least something going for him. But but let's be real though, like if if you're Nick's, you shouldn't say shit, right? Because yeah. like you just admitted to a covert op to someone who's in like the possession of the enemy. Yeah, but you know, Luna That's not Luna, good. Luna is like she is like a laser guided missile in terms of her destiny, quote unquote. Like she. Uh-huh. Who like she knows like she she has like knowledge of the meta plot like she knows that like the writers are using her as a plot device and she is like totally on board with it. Oh yeah, she's so on board. She has absolutely no emotion for most of the movie whatsoever, or sense of self preservation. Right? Her, oh, yep. <laughs> well, she she we'll, has. Pre- we'll get there. She has some. Uh, she has a personality for one second when she tries to do something she doesn't know how, and then later she says. I guess I can drive. I think. Yeah, I, yeah I, I have so many. I forgot about that. We're, we're Five get, minutes we're after to trying, we're gonna get to that. Uh, yeah, let's keep uh, rolling here. Also, uh, her. She, she, I can think of what is the stick shift. I want to just point out how little Luna Freya matters. That her entire purpose in Final Fantasy 15 is to go to some elder gods and say, "Hey, my friend will be here to talk to you later. Be nice to him, okay?" Yep. Oh, and, and to give the ring to Noctis. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is uh, very present in this film, by the way. The ring is going to become very important. Man, young. man, when fucking Nyx landed in that building, I was like, well, this movie seems to be wrapping up. And then there's like 40 minutes left. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so let's keep going. We're already at an hour five. Yeah, oh, let's we're keep killing it going. It. <laughs> Somebody tell me about this Apple Watch. So Nyx uh, st- looks at his Apple Watch and then leaves it on the table because why would he take his own watch with him where he goes? I think this is supposed to be Crow's Watch. That's it's Crow's, Crow's Watch. watch. Yeah. It's Crow's Watch. Oh, it's Crow's Watch. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it, it's basically paired with the with the hairband thing, right? Bluetooth yeah. is so incredible in Final Fantasy XV. The range is so big. Yeah, but there's not a satellite that would have... Hmm, Magic. Internet of Things. It's Internet magic. of Things. It's Red Tooth, Phil. It's like Bluetooth 2. It's the magic of things. Yes, that's oh, no. exactly it. <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm coining that term. The magic of things. See what's in your car's glove box at any time through this app. Wait, so does that mean that uh, King Regis just is collecting metadata on the entire city? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yes. <laughs> He's the head of a police state. Uh-huh. He is the magic powered strong man. He isn't he he is whew. the social <laughs> structure of this place is real fucked. Like uh-huh. he he is a hereditary hereditary like absolute monarch. Um who uh-huh. has cool. a, you know, he's he like he actually has basically the divine right of kings. Yeah. Literally. <sighs> what if I told you Final Fantasy XV's A plot was Noblesse Oblige is really hard and hard for the rich? Oh, that's that's such a surprise. 
<laughs> I've seen in this movie. Um, uh-huh. It can be hard to be the best sometimes. Uh, you know, that silver spoon is just really hard if you bite it. It's so heavy. Your jaw uh-huh. gets tired. Show me sympathy. <laughs> sometimes you get forced into making terrible movies that waste a lot of money. <sighs> oh, this movie mm. was very profitable. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I, I was talking about Spirits Within. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's the worst so part anyway, of Spirits Within actually tried a little. It uh, lost a lot of money. I know! It, it, it lost it, a lot it, it of sank, money. It sank square. It was the end of square. Yeah. We can go into whatever the problems are with, like, movies and stuff. Like, you can't put a game plot into a, like, a 30-hour game plot into a two-hour movie and expect it to not come out confusing. It's not even like a 30 hour game plot here. This is like this is literally probably 40 minutes of plot with like 120 minutes of action. No, what I'm saying is they're they're taking all this plot that's normally doled out over time. and They're trying to rush it, rush it, rush it. It just comes off as an incomprehensible mess. But they didn't even need to rush it. This movie's two hours and it's mostly like that action scene at the end. They could have because that's what people want to watch. Like the time he Ah. slows a car's fall off a roof by reversing up a wall. (laughs) 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 Let's continue. continue. That's how cars work. Yeah. So he looks at Crow's Apple Watch. Leaves it on the table. Then he hears on his earpiece that Luna wasn't with the Niflheim um, contingent when they were arriving at the palace. Yeah. So he's like, okay, well, she's gone. Obviously, this was a tracking device. Goes mm-hmm. back to get the Apple Watch. And, yeah, it was key to her hairpin. So, sorry, we missed a part. We missed well, a part. Yeah, we, we skipped over a very important uh, plot point here with Libertus. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, we did. Phil, this is, this is oh, where yeah. we joined the resistance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Libertus actually meets in a cool has arcade, by the way. Okay. Which has absolutely no power to it until one guy turns it on. It, it, it yeah. also has a ton of references to Taito games. Taito games because Square Enix owns Taito. Oh, that's funny. Like there's a Darius that. machine and stuff in there. Nice. Um, and there's a Taito sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Libertus limps his ass in there, and then they're they, they're like, "What do you? What did they say?" The first thing he said to him, no, oh, he says, uh, "Like I, I hear uh, there are some tra- uh, treaty haters back here," mm-hmm. and yeah. the guy's like, no, before, "Didn't before you that. used to work for the? Didn't you used to work uh, for the king?" And he's just like, "He's no king of mine. He could suck my dick." <laughs> before, like, before that, like before, <laughs> before that, it's like it's like they ask, "Like look who it is." It's like. If you didn't know he was going to show up, then why aren't you like hiding documents? And because this mean, is literally treason, what you're doing. I mean, I think, they, I think he contacted them first and then they said, here, we're meeting here. Then why are that's they my, questioning my... him still? Uh, it's like a, it's like a bad job interview. Yeah. Or maybe they didn't really know who he was. And it's like, hey, we have a new recruit. How could they like, not oh, it's this know guy. they were hanging out with him like an hour ago? These guys? Yeah, Luce was at the bar. Wait, Luce Luce is part of the resistance? Yes! He's the guy that yes. gets shot. Wait, no. Wait, he's no, the backstabber he's guy. No, he the Luce's the backstabber guy. I, I think this uh this guy is just a complete is, is a new character. Oh, you All mean the, the leader? Are new the resistance leader? The resistance leader. Yeah, that, that's a Nancy new guy. Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, background character. <laughs> 
this, like, oh, like we're gonna have to talk about this resistance leader later, but like, yeah. But yeah, uh-huh. and then they end it with the. This is the direct quote: "Welcome to the resistance, brother." I should probably. I'm gonna try to cut that in if I can. Oh my god, it's incredible! <laughs> Welcome to the roughnecks. Uh, and then we cut to Luna on a roof and Guaca is here and his voice sounds like he has a gangland voice changer and then later on I was very stoked when it actually was a gangland voice changer (laughs) that we shipped him in the back several times it was real nasty yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. what are you doing Mm -hmm. (sighs) anyway (laughs) anyway back to where we were yeah Yeah. (laughs) what a a disaster he goes back and gets to watch what the po- what the movie, this podcast, the resistance. Yes, yes. <laughs> definitely the resistance. <laughs> the resistance is bad, yeah. So he goes back and gets the Apple Watch. And then he realizes he kind of gets an idea like, okay, she's not anywhere in the city. So he goes and heads into the king, barges in. They announce him as hey, some guy demands an audience with the king. Demands. Demands. He barges in, basically like, "Hey, by the way, she's not. She's outside the city. There's also attacks. Uh, you know, they're set up for attack. What, forty minutes south of here? Yeah, there's a fleet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's fleets in a in a canyon. Yep, that's ready to attack. So he says, well, I guess how does the octopus wanna... get on the ship? He's like, can we permission Don't. to deploy the the king's glaive? Which, and since the commander is a wall, nobody can reach him." He deploys him. Not at all suspicious. Nope. At the same time, the king plans to detain the emperor while this is happening. And then, yeah, his advisor says, that will be a declaration of war. We are still at war. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, you can't declare, like, you can't double declare war. Yeah. It's, the king has a good point. <laughs> it's not double secret probation. Probate, I probation. double dog I dare war you. <laughs> double war I, dare you. Yeah. But anyway, it comes to the time of the signing. Regis is like taking his uh, sweet ass time to uh, meet up with the uh, the king of uh, Niflheim, which I, I, I didn't get his name. Do we know his name? Does nope. it matter? Nope. No, we don't uh, know his name. We, we do get his name, but it doesn't matter. He's, he's the emperor. Yeah. He's yeah, Emperor Gestalt, okay? Like, uh huh. Emperor Gestalt. Yeah. Lord Shinra. Yeah. So. He he's getting like this entire time he's getting like you know advisors in his ear saying like oh this is what the glaives are seeing this is what's going on and like you know <laughs> the king rolls up to the emperor and he's like oh sorry there was a delay you know just some unforeseen problems and then cut to like two minutes of them like obviously tipping their hands to each other but thinking they're being subtle. I mean they're no, flirting. Yeah. They're, they're flirting. They're flirting. Like, that's just what's going on here, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, spar- it's basically sparring with words like, hey, I know what you did, and I'm still winning. Please subjugate no, me, senpai. I'm still winning. No. It, it, it's like they keep re-raising them, each other when in a hand of poker. That's about I, it. I think they, they, isn't this the scene where they, like, literally talk about Luna Freya as an object? Yes. Probably, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, no, they're talking about stealing something from, like, an eye. Uh, yeah, I, I yes, lost something, right. and I almost, I almost got it back. <laughs> and it's like, yo, if you're trying to even half pretend like you're going through with this thing, you probably shouldn't be saying shit like this, which is clearly, <laughs> clearly has an ulterior meaning. Yeah. Right, but they keep, they can't announce that during a peace ceremony. Ugh. Yeah, I know. But, like, right then when the Glazers were heading out, they also had a huge speech. And, like, well, even though the captain's not here, we'll follow you, Knox. 
or Knicks. Knicks. We could call him anyway. Knox, so that way I can think about a good video game and feel a little happy. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, Regis is hearing things like, oh, this, this fleet doesn't really look like an attack fleet. It's kind of weird, but there are soldiers in here. And, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Luna Freya is definitely there. Mm-hmm. But before they decide what to do about it, uh, some bombs go off outside of the palace. And it's... that's actually plot important. Wait. <laughs> Outside the palace are the ones that are. Oh no! Yeah, those are they. Are, are they the, in the palace? Those are, those are in. Like with the crystal. Yeah. Well, there's some oh. outside first. Yeah, they're they're both. Which, both. Yeah. They're which both. I I have a huge problem with this one. Yeah. They're at a peace ceremony. They're like, everybody's going into this. Thing. Did nobody think to maybe check people for weapons? <laughs> yeah, I I'm yeah. not exactly sure. No bomb sniffing dogs at all. No, Phil. It's the weather <sighs> underground society. I mean, I guess this is this is a world where people can teleport, so I will give them some slack. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, it it's pretty bad. The secure. Oh well, I mean, okay. On top of that, the leader of the King's Glaive is a traitor, so that might have helped, you know, slightly. Well, yeah, that is he a traitor though? Because. Yes. He's, yeah, he, we'll he's on the Empire <laughs> side, yeah. No, no, yeah. I know that. Uh, I, what I'm saying is he's always been on the Empire side. Yes, yes, yes. He was on the Empire side 12 years ago. Yeah. How did he get... How did he... Well, no. Mm, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, that's a yeah. big Anyway, there, there's, there's a guy... Yeah, there's, there, there's an important fella that would probably allow a bomb to get in if he wanted to. <laughs> Dog, we're going to talk about this entire movie. Why don't we just say it? It's the captain. The captain is a traitor. Spoilers. Yes. Yeah, that's what... Yeah, Sorry, if you're listening to this podcast and watching uh-huh. the movie simultaneously, spoilers yeah. for 20 minutes from now. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, if the captain of the Kingsglaive wanted to get somebody to sneak in a bomb, he could do it. Anyway, the, so the a bomb goes out, on, out off outside and inside. And uh, the King of Nibelheim pulls a gun on Regis. And uh, Regis uh, summons a bunch of weapons. They're, it's called the Armager, please. Armager, whatever. <laughs> he pulls every blade known to existence out. He's been studying everybody. the blade for a long, long time, so he has a lot of them. There are only 14 of them. Please get it right. I, in the game, there are. There was a lot more than 14 in this. <laughs> so, and apparently Ultros is uh, on one of the ships. How does yeah, he get there? He's so big. <laughs> Suddenly Cthulhu, right? Like, it's just like a, a, a tentacle comes in, like, grabs one of the king's glaive, and they do a fly. And I was like, is it yeah. Cthulhu? Is Cthulhu yeah, yeah. here? And then it was like, yeah, the- no, it's Ultros. <laughs> like, it, it, this is fan service. This is a reference to Final Fantasy VI. I have a point uh-huh. real quick. Why would you uh-huh. bring just a gun to fight the guy who summons 14 magic swords, <laughs> shoots lightning, and can deploy personal protection shields? And you bring a revolver because they think they blew up the uh, crystal. They'd have control of the crystal at that point. I think that's that's probably right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but the crystal yeah. channels his power that he gets from his ancestors. He is the source of the power. I thought the source of the power was the crystal. The crystal is the source of the wall. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think it must be from the king because otherwise this wouldn't make any sense, right? Like Nyx wouldn't be able to use the power like yeah. later in the movie. Yeah, the, good cri- point. the crystal is hooked up to that amplifier device. They blow up up top. Oh. You're yeah, expecting yeah, 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 yeah. anything to make sense in this movie? I mean, I literally <laughs> just I literally just explained it to you. 
Oh no, no, I I get you. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, it is unbelievable. So, so there's, a, there's a fucking there's a fucking octopus on a blimp. So, or a zeppelin? Excuse me. It, so it is a Final Fantasy. Yeah. So it's a Final Fantasy. This is basically where you can tune out for the rest of the movie. By the way. I'm yeah, still, I, I'm still stuck on how did the captain get promoted? Like, how did he even become a captain? Well, it doesn't that, make well, sense. Uh, it doesn't make sense because half confusing. the time, like, whenever whenever you see whatever whenever you see the general in another scene, that means that the captain was a wall at that time, and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, like yeah. in terms of temporally, it doesn't make sense. That's what I mean, though. Is like, uh, it just, mm. no, no. Anyway, so like the mission, the mission starts going to shit uh, after they get uh, Luna Freya out because uh, some of the glaives have turned turned coat. I guess that's redundant, but they they start killing like killing other glaives because of course Luce, the uh, traitorous dick, is a traitorous dick, and so are half of the glaives apparently. Yeah, and I think there there's also like, yeah, it's it's bad like. What is their motivation? One of the the only, like, people of color in the movie is, like, a traitor and stabs somebody in the back, and it's, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. so, like, I I I think you met the only super predator in the movie. (sighs) So, like, I I think the idea is that, like, guys like Luce, they think there's... They're just totally screwed. Even if they sign this treaty, they're totally screwed. So they might they as well. They have a point. Like the they, traitors, they do. Like their grievances against the king make sense. Yeah, but they could yeah. have also not like stabbed their friends in the back to do it. Oh, totally. <laughs> Except for Nix, who will never stop trying to kill you because he's a bootlicker. Yeah, Nix is an ultimate bootlicker. He's no is a Regis Stan. He is a, a Regis Stan. He's a running dog. But uh-huh. here's the thing. If the, if these guys are, like, supposedly, like, care about, like, okay, hey, we want our people to be addressed to, they're worried that only the, they're only considered about the city. So what do they do? They drop the wall and let untold civilian casualties occur. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're bad. Yeah, but the thing is, they're, the Glaives people are, they're not in charge of the Niflheim army. They Who knows what they were told was going to happen. But, like... Yeah, like you exactly, bring down like, the defensive perimeter. What did you think was going to happen? They just were surrender. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we're supposed to care because they were only supposed to care about the technocrats, right? I I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, at this point, like, yeah, Nix is Nix is trying to get Luna out of this situation. He's he's throwing his kukri around. He's warping around. There's a giant fucking octopus. It's all impossible to follow. It's very, very hard okay. to follow. Very little of it makes they sense. They do Michael physically. Bay action cuts, which is cutting and so- really quickly all the time, so you can't follow what's happening. But then add teleportation on top of that. Yeah, it's yeah. very disorienting. It, it does like you have no idea where the yeah yeah you have no idea where the gravity is, yeah. like which direction. Oh, because there isn't any. That's half why. And like sometimes they're like throwing a fucking knife like three hundred feet like against air resistance. Like it's. It's real silly how just the physics of a lot of this is, even if you add in the so, magic. Sometimes that'll happen, and sometimes he can only throw it, like, five feet. Yeah. Yeah, it makes... Ugh, no. Uh, yeah, like, some ships are crashing into other ships. Uh, that's always awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's always cool. I, w- I always love it when ships crash into other ships. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and, like, space spaceships, uh, 
airships, anything. Mm-hmm. But just when you destroy one, it starts to take out three more. You should play Overwatch. It's a game about ships crashing into other ships. Uh-huh. I thought it was a game about avoiding the payload. It's both. <laughs> it's both. Anyway, so a bunch I of magic. It's a joke I... you're making, but I'm ignoring I'm it. I'm Torbjorn. Uh-huh. Forget about it. Uh-huh. So while this is happening, some Magitech troopers drop into the treaty room. So, like, shit's just going off everywhere at this point. I do like that they and, just drop them through the ceiling because it doesn't fucking matter because they're robots. Uh-huh. Yeah, these are these particular ones are robots. This is the only uh, time we actually see okay. the Empire use Magitech, too. Like, it, that's supposed to be, like, their big deal, but the whole time they're pretty much just using espers. Yeah, and guns. Yeah, and guns, yeah. Yeah. And magic missiles. Well, then they, they don't, don't they also like, aren't they the fire nation? Also, they like light an entire country on fire simultaneously somehow. Yeah. 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 But yeah. you know, the, the, the magic tech thing is way oversold. Yeah. So Glauca is here and, uh, there's a fight scene in the throne room. Uh, there's some forced lightning thrown around, but, uh, it, you know, at some point the, the empire takes the, uh, takes the crystal. And, uh, yeah, a lot of civilians start dying. Yeah, like, the, well, I mean, the, the Empire just basically decide to, for some reason, uh, massacre the inhabitants of the city. Yeah, yeah. And then Ravis shows up, takes the, uh, the all-important plot ring from Regis, and because he's an idiot who also just doesn't remember the things he saw, like, happen right in front of his eyes... Uh, he says, I'm going to take this uh, impossible power for myself. And then he gets lit on fire. Well, he thinks he, he deserves it, right? Like, he thinks he, he sure. is worthy. Because he's like, oh, like, you know, I'm I'm royal blood too. It's like, no, not the right royal blood. You know, spoilers, Arden could wear the ring, but just doesn't. That's his entire motivation, is that he's part of Regis's lineage. He was like a brother of one of their great, great, great ancestors and is immortal. Yeah, but they still have to find you worthy. He could have put on the ring! Not if he wasn't worthy. Oh my god. It, he's like, the worst villain. It doesn't. Here's the thing with uh, Ravis. Look, you're showing up in this dude's city, you're wrecking shop, and you think that like the guardian deities of this city are just going to be like, yo, that's cool. Yeah. that's It just doesn't work. Also, it turns out your ancestors are actually the Colossus of Rhodes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, you know what it is? It's Ghostbusters 2 at the end of this movie, but if it was an action fight scene? It's Ghostbusters 2, but anime. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, at this point, Nyx jumps in. He fights Glauca. Well, before the, before that, they still they're still like he had to rescue Luna. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the part where she tries to pilot the airship, and he says, "Get out of here, girl." 
Oh yeah, there there is some. Oh, and, and 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 then and then she basically like says, oh, "Go to the ca- uh, castle." Like I'm not going. Like then she jumps out of the aircraft. She just yeah, jumps but- out of a fucking. She would have been fine. It was like ten feet. She no sells it. Uh huh. But and the whole time, all this action's happening. She's managing to get up on these ladders, jump from a flying uh, dropship or whatever. She jumps up vertically like 15 feet into this airplane. I'm pretty sure she can make that five foot gap, my dude. She's also wearing heels. Is, She's still wearing heels at this point. Like is a woman this the part should. Where, they, um, where, where uh, Nick says, I'm the hero around here? Yes! Yeah, he does say that once. Oh, that's a line. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, like, hero. After he interrupts her only moment of autonomy when she jumps out of the plane. Uh-huh. Like, uh, oof. man. Yeah, so anyway, they get away from all that shit. They end up somehow meeting up in the throne room or the treaty room with Glauca. And Regis and Luna and Nyx escape to a... Uh, like there's a back way out through the uh through that room. Mm-hmm. And uh this is the big emotional scene where Regis is going to make his self sacrifice. Uh he puts up a wall between hi- uh him and Nix and Luna and like, hey guys, you gotta go. I gotta stay here. Sorry. I don't know why he couldn't be on the other side of that wall. Okay, I don't know why that but, wall persists but- after he dies. <sighs> it doesn't make sense. Can can we just like take a moment to understand or try to understand his plot here because doesn't he explain like that he knew this would happen yeah uh so the king sacrificed fantasy tokyo to save his son's chance at fishing with his buds like is is that the thing his son is the chosen one don't worry, the kings of the city have absolutely no regard for the, you know, residents of the city. Yeah, and, and at all. we're supposed to think he's, like, this is a good idea and Nick should be on the king's side. Like, when the, uh-huh. king, like when the king and Luna Freya are exclusively interested in making sure that this royal line is perpetuated. That's it. That's all they're in with. He, he just really wants his son to get it wet. That's all it is. <sighs> Dude. Uh, the focus of this entire movie is that royalty is cool and the people only exist to preserve them. You're like that's true. That is that is that is the message. That's the message. They're NPCs. Uh, yeah. No. Like oh, absolutely. That is the oh, message. Yeah. I think we're NPCs actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually. Uh, <laughs> now, to be fair, uh, like the king actually knows about the prophecy and how it's supposed to get worse because apparently without this everybody's gonna die and monsters rule the world or some other bullshit yeah but he knows how many people are gonna die anyway that his son is the chosen one and so does luna it's not just that royalty matters but only this one piece of royalty matters because only the ki- this king can save the entire universe great yep at any rate jesus so- so yeah, he's gonna he's gonna sacrifice himself. He gives Luda the ring, and uh, he fights with Glauca for a bit until uh, Glauca gives Regis the Yoshimitsu, and the king's dead. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Ooh, feels so sad for that king. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. you got to feel bad for Noctis, right? Like how he's going to lose like what? 30% of his inheritance? Estate tax is bullshit, dude. <laughs> well, just think about think, think about what Noctis is doing at this point in time in the game, right? Yeah, uh-huh. he's job. pushing a car to stand by me is what's happening. <laughs> now, that would have already... that. Now, at this point, he's... That already happened. Oh, yeah, he's, they're staring at Sydney's rack right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, yeah. And taking selfies in front of their car! Like, this is, this is like, an accurate <laughs> representation of, like, how royalty works. Like, uh-huh. there's a bunch of people super concerned with, pers- uh, like, preserving the institution, and meanwhile, the princelings are out just, like, broing it up with their bros and having a big party. And that's how, that's how politics be... works. We're, people do that for our fucking president, and he's all fucking golfing and just... Ah! Uh, the hate mail's gonna be glorious. Well, fuck fuck you! If you disagree with this, unsubscribe! <laughs> oh, please, like, that ever made anybody do that. I, I like, I, 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 I really hope that, like, anybody who actually takes a moment to think about the politics of this movie are not on board with the politics Dude, of this movie. Dude, I do not disagree with what you said to me on Slack. What was this quote? What was it? Oh. Okay, here it is. Oh. Kyle says, I think this is the most reactionary movie I've seen since Triumph of the Will. 100%. (laughs) Like, it's astonishingly reactionary. Like, in the precise sense that it wants to take the modern world and bring it back to absolute monarchy. Doug, make insomnia great again. Doug, this is after successful. He already built the wall. This is like... <laughs> We're supposed to feel bad that isolation uh, isolation fails in this movie. Well, you know. So like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Are we saying the Kingsglaive are Polish now instead of Irish because because that's the kind of immigrant that Trump likes to use? The Poles I are was, the Irish of like the fucking Eastern Bloc, dude. Yes, <laughs> that was kind of my read. Like, yeah, that like. Oh boy, yeah. I figured it was more like Puerto Rico. I mean, you can kind of map it on to any number of, of oppressed peoples, but, like, yeah. Anyway, fuck this king, fuck this kingdom. Uh, let's move on. Well, the king's dead, so... Yeah. Magic doesn't work now. And now the glorious revolution happens. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Libertus uh, finds his uh, the, the head of the resistance who's dying. I guess he got shot or, like got hit with shrapnel from the bombs. No, he just got shot. He got shot. He got straight up shot. Okay, he gets shot. Uh, And he he tells Libertus that, hey, the revolution succeeded. Guess what? We made a deal with Niflheim, and they told us that they were going to give the city to the refugees. So, guess what? You're a hero. Libertus gets what he wants. He literally gets to put his boss against the wall using a car. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The American dream. (laughs) I, I mean... It is the American dream. This 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 scene with like the revolutionary leader, it just reminds me like of something out of like Downton Abbey or something. Like it it is oh it gosh. is just like a straight up like revolutionaries are all deluded. They're all actually traitors to their country, and they have no uh-huh. idea what they're doing. They're all just fanatics. Well, um, here here's the thing. Like, Liber- how does Libertus not hear that? Guess what? This is what our plan is. Like, yeah. he has no idea this was happening. Let, let's um. Let's set the scene, though. He's limping down the street, and he sees corpses everywhere. 
Yeah. In front of the bill in like a Times Square area. And yeah, this guy says that the revolution succeeded. Yeah, no, like th- this is this is basically just to show like, well, these are the kinds of people who rebel against absolute monarchy. I mean, obviously, you don't want to side with them. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, well, I guess uh, Libertus got what he asked for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the other Glades show up in the gum ship, and they want to uh, kill Nix oh. and capture Luna. Yeah. yeah the, the traitors. Nix and Luna are driving in a car, and then this gunship's right next to him shooting at him. Yeah, and the mega dude shows up. Uh-huh. And it, he, uh-huh. he he takes on a gunship <laughs> with a minigun. Well, yeah, with an Uzi out of the window of his car. And shooting a rifle with his free hand. It's so dumb. Like, also, why do they have to give the... He's the, 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 the hero. Yeah, yes, that's the worst yeah, part yeah, about no, it. Like, mega dude is A-OK. Uh-huh. He died for his country, which is the only virtue that actually matters. Yeah, it's like it's like they're they're despite their their divisions and despite the oppression of of the Gladians or whatever, we can all die for royalty. It's yeah, all we like aspire they're, to. They're all fighting for king and country, and so it it's all cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just mad about how like Maga Dude is perfect example of how the people are being complicit in their own oppression. I mean. Yeah, like, but so is Nyx, right? Like, Nyx yes, is, is exhibit number is one, right? The he- uh, <laughs> you are a hero if you are your own victimizer, is the mo- is the moral point of the movie. Well, we'll get to that when he dies, so, okay. Ah! Let's, let's, let's keep going, we gotta keep this thing going. Go, yeah, this, go. This, 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 next, this next bullet point just says, a bunch of action shit happens, and it's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a bunch of action ship. But at least it's easier to understand because there's no warping. Mm. Yeah, there, there's there's no. This warping is the part where he drives the car backwards up a building. Yeah, that's true. easier. I didn't say it made sense. <laughs> and there's also like this like subplot point of these uh, creatures that are attracted to the uh, to the homing beacon. Oh yeah, and, right. Yeah, that happens. I guess no. They're at, yeah. they're drawn to the ring. No, the no, no, the draw, no, it's the it? beacon because it's the beacon because she pulls it out of the or they pull it out of the uh, out of the crown and drop it and then they follow it so she throws it into the engine of the. That's even dumb. Yeah. This character has two MacGuffins. Why not pick the one that makes any sense? I think it's because the captain well, si- like sick these things on them, right? Isn't yeah, that? the captain yeah. probably has access to the tracking yeah, info yeah. as well. He's got a, so the ca- yeah, okay, the captain has tr- access to a, tr- a swarmed a trained swarm of like a thousand giant bees. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Just yeah. make it out of material they're attracted to. Um, I'm guessing. Um, maybe maybe it's emitting a loud noise that only animals can hear. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> Square Enix doesn't know. Look, there's enough stuff to complain about. I'm not going like, to complain about the one thing that makes at least a tiniest bit of sense. Uh-huh. So, it, yeah, they get rid of that, and then they meet up with, uh, was it Luce? Luce, yeah. Luce. Yeah. Luce at the uh, rendezvous, and then he shows that he's betraying, he's a betraying dick by shooting uh, Nix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right in the gut. Luce is the actual hero of this movie, by the way. 
<laughs> then Luna <laughs> Luna runs away and uh, Luce chases after her, gets her like trapped on a balcony, and then she saves herself by talking him into putting on the ring. Hey, yeah. You ain't mad enough for this, oh yeah. Yeah, I love how it like it cuts away like to Nick for a bit. And all of a sudden, you hear screaming. You cut back, and Luce's on fire. And it's like, come the fuck on, guy. Yeah, I mean, like he was a commoner. Like, what did what did they expect? You know, honestly, <sighs> he's like power. I like power. I yeah. want that. Yeah, that always goes. All well. revolutionaries want is to actually be in charge. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the ultimate egalitarian society. The captain shows up after being gone for ninety percent of the movie, uh-huh. and Libertus shows up and runs him down with a car, which is one of the best things in the movie, right there. Totally uh-huh. hits him up against the wall, and then he transforms into Blanca. Yeah, uh-huh. you didn't see that coming at this point. Yeah, yep. And then there's like forty minutes of fighting. Oh, and then uh, yeah. Basically, he starts attacking, and nobody has any power because he's about to kill Nyx. Or no, he's about to kill Luna. Nyx puts on the ring, and then a huge cutscene where he. I think cutscene is a movie. Yeah, <laughs> cuts this away is a long another, stretch. It is a cutscene. Yeah. It cuts away to like like basically time freezes, and he needs, everything goes black, and he's meeting with the kings of old who are pissed at him for putting on the ring because he's not royal blood. Yeah, they're massive dicks. Like, Until uh-huh. the. Uh, until Reed just actually says, wait, wait, no, this one's actually good. And then after. But even then, they say no. That's the other thing. Like, Reed just shows up, you're like, oh shit, he's one of the kings. This makes perfect sense. That's cool. And then they're like, we find your character wanting. And then as he's catching on fire, Nix is just like, well, fuck you guys, right? I do like, like, this, like this, I just... this movie makes it a point to say that no king has ever cared about the commoners. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're not wrong. Yeah. Through the yeah. and all of the kings of history are here, and none of them give a shit about the people. Uh-huh. It's actually uh-huh. true. Yeah. <laughs> they Wait, all say, are these... get fucked, buddy. Are these the four kings? Uh, there's a lot more than four. <laughs> no, I mean from Dark Souls. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, sure. I mean, close. Let's go with that. I mean, Is one of them they... a dragon? No, like they, they all they all look like uh, the judges from FF12, right? They they look like giant robot yeah. judges from FF12. They they do kind of look good. That's brandy. no more a style. It's either judges or JC Penny models. Uh huh. <laughs> they, they look like they're statues. Yeah, JC Penny. I mean, more like H and M, dude. My my guy, come on. <laughs> Uh, at I'm not into H and M. All that all that matters is the sweatshop is based in a different country. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So like, and eventually, like, he convinces them by saying, "Yeah, I know I'm gonna die. I don't really give a shit. I just want other people to live." And they're like, "That's good enough for us. Here you go." You're, but by Here's the way, an you're eight hour alone, and once the sun hits, uh, you know, the sunrise hits, you're gonna die. And it's like, well, he was gonna die anyway, so who gives a fuck? We uh, never met anyone who cared about people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Survive for yeah, another eight yeah. hours. The, uh... Then, oh, th- this part's great because, yeah, he gets the power. And though, so, he's, you know, he manages to fight in a huge, long-ass fight with Glauca. But that's not all. Yeah. Then they have the demons show up and so do like, airships and stuff show up. Yeah. The, the, the Metal Gears from, uh, from uh, earlier in the movie. And this yeah. turns into a kaiju movie. Yes. Yeah, because the statues come in the city come alive because apparently that was the real wall, old the wall. old wall. Yeah, it was the yeah. old wall. Yeah. 
it, it was like and, you know guardian forces or whatever and, right and they start and they start attacking the these monsters which is like demons and airship stuff which is awesome until you get to realize that they're running through all these buildings that are still probably inhabited yes uh-huh they're destroying this entire city to save the city uh-huh hey, because the Phil. kings don't give a shit they don't care Phil. And, Phil, and, in America, that's called nation building. Please, we do it all the time. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Not to, yeah, but we don't. <laughs> what, I don't want to get into that part, but you don't. That's like oh, it's a little no. more. No, it doesn't make sense. It, do, it doesn't make sense. Week. There's definitely a scene that was written and was not included in the movie because they didn't have time. Because there's no explanation as to uh-huh. why the old wall activates. Well, the old the old wall activates because they're like, okay, I guess you're right that the city's about to get destroyed. I guess we'll help. Yeah, but we don't get a scene explaining that. It, it's no, it, they don't. Yeah, no. I, I, I guarantee there is a scene that was written and not included there. Well, I mean, I guess like like the, he said, the uh, Regis said, I can't do this because I'm old, and I guess yeah, um, Nix is not old and frail. Therefore, sure, he can he can make the uh, the giant suit. You know, the giant yeah. statues get you, up and you can well, this one's powers of the make it make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is I mean, most like, of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but th- this whole fight scene is incomprehensible, like even more so than the airship stuff. It's really, really rough. Oh, it's it's horrible. It is so bad. It, it is it is absolutely Michael Bay. There there's one part, I think, in this general vicinity where they do like a reference, uh, a cinematic reference to um 24. They have like, do a, they? they they have like cut cut to each of the protagonists. It like uh-huh. you know, there's no clock ticking, but it's like obvious. <laughs> so you, dude, have, you know, you have like all dude, of these like sort dude, of very derivative art artistic references. Yeah. Like, oh, did yeah. we talk about the part where they vertically divide the screen in four slowly, where it's like Niflheim? Yeah, that's what I'm talking like, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the 24 that. shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. The one cool thing about the kings, though, is that they do the uh, the blink warping with their weapons, which I think is cool. But they do it like twice, and I thought uh, one time I'm like, "Didn't we just see this happen? Yeah, a second it, ago." So yeah. like the but it's the, slower. The summons that come are like uh, Odin, Yojimbo, and maybe Shiva. I'm not sure. Yeah, one of I them is Lady. No, not actually. Those are ye olde kings because you see these guys later in 15 and then you also see like Shiva and all the other summons you would think of separately. Well, there was one moving that looked vaguely female, but... Yeah, yeah there was one that's th- I think that was yeah. supposed to be Shiva, maybe. It, yeah, th- doesn't really look like her representations in any other games, but yeah. You fight her and I believe she is also called the Trickster, like all women. Oh, oh no! Oh, this game it is also so you actually actually that's the boss fight where you have to kill her with Gladio. So the epitome of quote manliness just murders this woman with a great sword. Uh-huh. It's so good. <laughs> oh boy! And yet it's still better than thirteen. I is it? Is it though? It's I better than the it. last third of thirteen. I finished it. I couldn't finish 13. Uh, anyway. Wow. There's enough cheese on this to, to have fun. Yeah. 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 So at, at any point, the fight keeps going. Glauca, his mask gets broken off, and you can see that it's definitely uh, um, 
Jerome Butler, whatever his name is, under there. Who, for uh, me, this was not even a reveal because I could not no. remember what the captain looked like. I mean, it's not a reveal because you hit it with the car and then he's there where the car was. Like, it's obviously, I know, but like, they have his face. There's some. Oh my God, you're right. Verbal jab. They spoil their own reveal. That wasn't a reveal. That was when the reveal was, Chris. Look. The, you missed the reveal. So wait, wait, hold talk. on, Chris. Chris. I'm too dumb. Did you just miss movie. the plot during this podcast again? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they had to reveal it a second time in case the audience didn't get it the first time. Oh, Matt, Jesus whenever Christ. you're baffled by how I forget the plot, never forget that I hit the stab Caius button at the end of 13 2. <laughs> That's still very funny. Still very <laughs> I, saw, funny. I, I missed the entire plot of the game somehow. And then his face, so his face was half, like, you know, half of his mask was off, but his voice changer still kind of works, so yeah. it's really weird when he talks. Well, it's so, in case you're me, you know that it's him. Th- th- that's mm-hmm. actually right. Yeah, that's that's definitely why they did that. Yeah. This movie was literally made for you. How dare you, Phil? Well, by the way, while this is happening, uh, Libertus is, like, driving driving off with Luna, and this, like, escape scene is is terrible. Yeah. Like, th- there's like some really awkward car physics of it, like spinning around 180 degrees. And there's that whole bit we talked about before with uh, Luna driving when she has no idea how to drive. And then immediately is told, no, let me drive now. Yeah. And like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, he's got a broken foot. <laughs> he does. Uh, but no, he doesn't because somehow it heals itself himself by taking that, I guess, those, what he, those pills oh, the, he keeps the taking. Magic drugs. Yeah. Somebody just, looked, somebody just looked at me through my front door from the sidewalk because my door is open. I'm guessing that's <laughs> an actually like a high potion or a yeah. anything because he just keeps taking it and his legs keeps getting better as he's taking it because it's, all these events happen in one day. But he goes from in, well, using needing crutches to limping to like uh-huh. almost walking just fine. Look, he took the Deadpool pills. He's fine. His body's growing back. Okay, I don't know and like is. also... This is this is obviously this is obviously a society that does not allow women to drive normally, right? Because like Noctis has his own well, car, right? Like he's a prince. Like you, you might say, like, oh, he's a prince, like or like she she's a princess, so obviously she doesn't drive because she has people drive her around because she has servants. But but she's also she's also a captive of Niflheim. Yeah. They will never let her drive because she would drive away. Uh, yeah, that's that that's yeah. that is that is a reasonable point. That is a reasonable point. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And she was captured as a child, so yes, yeah. And you have to be taught how to drive. Yeah, it's still it's still not a great look when there's constant no. references to her being not able to drive. You yeah. Know? When combined with "I'm the real hero here" or whatever, I'm the hero. Yeah, right yeah, here. No, oh yeah. We're not saying it's not a bad look. Haven't you heard? I'm the only hero around here. Kingsglaive colon the ain't it chief. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So anyway, at the end of this, Nyx kills the captain. The statue kills the demon. Libertus drops off Luna with a bunch of uh, now refugees from Insomnia who are going to. Oh, so they split up to... for no fucking reason. That no, makes no, no sense. Th- makes that no actually sense. does. This this is great because she's trying to blend in. It looks like uh-huh. that's why she's walking that, among that's the refugees. That's why everybody has the same cadence when they're walking. <laughs> uh-huh. That's why every. Not only that, they're all wearing the same color clothing, <laughs> except her. She's in her. The outfit she's been in the whole game or whole game, whole movie, 
and it's spotless. Yeah, her mm-hmm. her her like multi tens of thousands of dollar designer gown. It's like when you blend into Hitman 2016 wearing Helmet Kruger's outfit. That's what it looks no, like. You stand out no. that much. It looks like the original Assassin's Creed. Mm, yeah, you go to group yeah, just and like you go that. through the gate. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Like they couldn't have even like they didn't want to make another asset to do this. That's basically what it was the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, and uh yeah, so Libertus is like, well, good luck, and that's that's pretty much the end of the movie. I no, mean, there's, a, there's, there's a, a post credit scene. I was I was about to say that oh, there's a post credit scene. Oh my god. Uh-huh. So this takes place during how the super serious scene where the the uh the uh illustrious noble dies, you know, the enlightened no, despot, no, he dies, and while no, he's doing that, that, this is a cutscene of them driving in the car talking about are you excited to get married? Oh, I don't know, man. Seems kind of scary. And then their car breaks down, and uh-huh. that's how that's how they roll into the intro of them pushing the car. Yep. Yeah, well, like I said, that the intro of them pushing the car happens before this attack. Oh, yeah. It does, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're this right. This is just basically, how can, we tie th- how can we tie this into the movie? Oh, let's just have a post-credits tease. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I'm surprised Stand By Me didn't start playing it It here. looks so much worse than the rest of the movie, because it's their in-game models. They couldn't uh-huh. even be bothered to make the assets for this. Oh! Yep, this movie's bad. So, uh, what did we think? Final thoughts? Oof. I thought the CGI w- looked really good, mm-hmm. except unless you want the characters to actually look like they have any emotion or, or doing anything. Or to f- even follow the action. It's just a bunch of shiny lights. I mean, like, to, yeah, there is a bit of, like, the, like, some of it's, like, visually impressive, but yeah, like, there's a certain level of the expression on the faces, like, the eyebrows don't move enough or something, like, it doesn't quite line up with the VO, so it definitely seemed like the voice acting happened after all of the graphics, and they said we're not changing anything. Yeah. Oh, that's that's absolutely true. Yeah. Thirteen percent on Metacritic. <laughs> I was gonna say even the Sorry, VO. Yeah. Tomatoes. yeah. Even the VO is just kind of wooden in some areas. Like. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Uh, yeah no, some, of, some, of, some of the reads are really bad. Some of the reads are okay. Well, the, uh, some of them are okay, but when you get to like Luna or. Luna's any bad, like, Crow is well, bad. Uh, basically, any of the action scenes don't feel like they're in, like, there's action. It feels like there's no sense of urgency to anybody. It, it, it just feels, the action scenes just feel Michael Bay. Like, it, 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 like yeah. they take all of their creative cues, cinema, uh, cinematography from his movies, and like... But none of the acting! His, his movies are, like, yeah. Like, it's like Michael Bay of the Transformers era. Like, but real bad. But it's worse than that, right? Because in Transformers, yeah. you're in one spot. In this movie, it cuts like that, but also you rapidly change location with teleportation. 
And and it definitely extends out like scenes that didn't need to be extended. Like the driving sequence didn't need to be there. Mm. Like half at the, the end, half of the final battle didn't need to be there. Oh yeah, yeah. You could like easily cut like forty minutes out of this movie and have the same exact plot. Not but that they, you should. They couldn't sell tickets for a two-hour movie. So, uh, I mean, like, you could sell tickets for like a forty-five-minute movie. <laughs> yeah, but then, uh, but like any JRPG, they had to pad it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, true to form. Speaking anyway, of padding it out, there was an incredible uh-huh. quote about the making of this movie I read on Wikipedia. The story of 15, originally a spin-off title called Final Fantasy Versus 13, was large enough to have covered several games, but as the team uh-huh. did not want to create any additional games, they decided to create additional media. And that's the problem with this movie, and that's the problem with fucking Square Enix, is that we wrote it, instead of cutting it, let's just make more shit, regardless of how good it is. Yep. Yeah, and, and like by the sound of it, it seems like fifteen should have had a better plot. Like, put those plot points, or like shave them down, put them in the game, and then shave out the bullshit, or even make it DLC. But even still, like fundamentally, this story is fucked. Like, yeah, no, it's not, it's not good. Like they they should have just scrapped this entire thing. And almost like, all of the plot yeah. of fifteen happens when you're in a crystal for ten years. It all happens off screen. Yeah, I mean, I I think that the main thing my my takeaway from this movie is like, man, like just everything with Luna Freya is is just real offensive, and like, like yep. she she has no agency. She she knows like from the get that her destiny is just to deliver this ring so she can perpetuate the patriarchy, like literally uh-huh. in the most literal sense possible. Like that there uh-huh. can be a new daddy king who rules everything it, it it like everybody is denying her agency constantly in the movie it, it's real bad and like it's not good it, well her theme song is stand by me kyle <laughs> okay <laughs> hey, so yeah. actually and one out of ten this movie is a fucking garbage fire with no redeeming qualities what i will say is like I think that the, the the creators of this movie are probably not like you know alt right dark enlightenment fans, but that's like, what they made. Yes, they they. I think yeah, what happened was they were like, let's take modern Tokyo because Tokyo is cool, and let's take fantasy because fantasy is cool, and let's put them together, and let's not think at all about how these things come together it just sort of think like, about your here's work the, here's the tropes put the tropes together and it's kind of interesting in a way because it when you put these fantasy tropes which like i will admit are much worse in this uh particular uh story than in any other final fantasy game when you put uh-huh. them in a modern setting all of the it problems feels worse. with them become so yeah. much more obvious Duh. The only reason the modern tropes are even there is so they can play into, like, urban terror tropes. Yeah, and Like, and a here's our placement. 9-11 shot of this fucking airship crashing into this building, and it falls the exact same way. That's the only reason it's modern Tokyo. No, it's not. It's because ever since Final Fantasy VII, that's all that people want is futuristic Final Fantasy. Which, like, which is, which is fine, but, like, when you actually, like, put... 
these like fantasy things like you know like absolute monarchy like the chosen one the divinely anointed line um like mm-hmm. you know the way that the that like the princess is treated all of this kind of stuff the prophecies when you put that in modern tokyo with just a little bit of fantastical like art nouveau uh garnish on top of it it looks really bad because yeah just, because feudalism <laughs> looks really bad yeah exactly so like I, I i guess my takeaway from this is like people if they watch this movie they should use it as an opportunity to think about the fantasy stories they write and why they're fucked because they're really obvious uh-huh. here. <laughs> you could just read, yeah. you could just, oh my God, you could just like read any, read or watch any other fantasy story and think about it and also watch a good movie. Yeah, I mean, you could, but if you wanted to take something away from this terrible movie, that would be the thing I would suggest taking away from it. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it also kind of reeks of just, I mean, I, w- I wonder how much of this just is differences in sort of cultural outlook, because these are definitely things we keep an eye out on. I just don't see like anybody at Square Enix had any barometer as to how bad this looks. Well, in, yeah, like, but you today. know, like you read a D&D module and it honestly, oh, it sure. ain't much better. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> well, hey, look, uh, you know, back during World War One, women weren't in the army, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, you know? like, I mean, th- yeah, totally. <laughs> like, like my, my historical accuracy, like, y- you get, you, you get, you get to see, like, all of the, all of the bullshit that is behind that claim. And yeah. then it's, like, even more dramatically displayed when they put it in a modern setting and they're like, let's just keep everything, like, in fantasy times. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, in Hyrule, Link couldn't have been a girl because girls weren't allowed to be warriors in this fictional universe. Yeah, 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 totally. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out what happened. Like, why is, uh, why the hell is Insomnia, like, if you play Final Fantasy XV, there's no other cities. Like, there's cities, but there's nothing near the size or scope of Insomnia. Well, Mm. Tissa, right? No, not even. Not, it's not even close. Oh god, that city sucks so bad. You have to take fucking gondolas everywhere. It's a city in an island where you have to watch boat rides. It's a resort town, but it doesn't have... No, like, that's Golden Key. Altissa is like Venice. Resort, no, no, I know. They're both resort towns. That's like a sovereign the, empire. One, one's a beach town, one's, one, one's like Venice, one's a beach. Yeah, but it's both resorts. It's like historic Venice. Like, they are the commerce empire. The city state, yeah, but the, but then there's also that um, the one city with uh, oh, it doesn't matter. Let's Long story yeah. short. Anyway, let's let, let's wrap this up. We're over two hours now, <laughs> and yet it was uh, still more entertaining than watching the movie. Yes, it is. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with the show, Light X Thrice Facebook and Twitter. Chris is going to say, "Don't do it. Don't listen to him." I already deleted, or it. he might have deleted it by now because he's a dick. I anyway, didn't, but now uh, I'm gonna because you said it. <laughs> uh, plugs, uh, Kyle. Do you have anything to plug? Sure. I'm sure you do because you had things to plug last time you were on. And thank you for coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, so um, I'm sorry. I'm this still... was the one you picked. <laughs> <laughs> it meant I didn't have to play the game. So that's a bonus in my book. Yeah. No. Uh, so I am still doing a general intellect unit. The podcast about uh technology and socialism marxism that sort of thing 
Um, mm -hmm. We have some pretty awesome episodes coming up, I would say. Uh, we've got uh, Platform Capitalism, uh, which is a really good book. And we've also got uh, The People's Republic of Walmart, which is another really good book. So, uh, Dude, that book would, fucking slaps. It is so good. Yeah. Uh, I just spent this morning like talking about how good it is. So, yeah, I, I would definitely uh, check out uh, the podcast if you're interested in any of those things. Um, where we, you know, we actually talk about good things on the podcast instead of like, you know, this movie. Hey, Matt, um, I sent you my other copy because I also accidentally pre-ordered it multiple <laughs> times. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I, I haven't read it yet, but I did get it. I do have it. So I will I will endeavor to read it. Uh, yeah, do Phil. read it. It is very readable oh. and it is very good. All right. Uh, nothing to plug right now, uh, except I am uh, apparently the host of this. Uh, plug your Twitch stream, fam. Let's say, well, I haven't been streaming in a while because of uh, obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. I don't know Family, what those are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> basically, we moved to the new place, and it's been really hard getting the little guy to actually sleep at night. So, kind of putting mm -hmm. streaming on the back burner for the short term. Uh, when I do get back, it'll be uh, on Twitch, uh, Red Phoenix One Twenty Two, all one word. Uh, all right. And uh, yeah, like I just started a, uh, a podcast. And I'm apparently the host of the next season of uh, Lightning Strikes Thrice. Welcome. It's not the next season. It's the current season. <laughs> the current season. <laughs> it's the current season when we're recording. It's the uh -huh. next season when you're, or the current season when you're hearing it. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're still a little ahead. But uh, th just, just this will be a shorter season than the previous ones. <laughs> and that's why you invited me to be the host of it. Uh, no, they just also fletched didn't want to play this game. And you played this game and you wanted to be on. So it just made sense. Oh, there will only be eight episodes this season. We will be talking about next week. We will be two weeks from now. We will be talking about the five episode anime Brotherhood, which is just the noble and his pals having a good time. Palling around, being regal. Keep it regal. I mean, this this is why, like, Luna had to sacrifice her entire life is to allow this 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 bro bonding to happen. Uh -huh. It's real important. Yeah, I, I Chris, I really should have gone with keeping it regal. Yeah, yeah, you should have. Uh-huh. Alright. Listen to Magmar Sucks. Listen to Boku No Stop. Give us money at goatseefund.me Or patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. Goatseefund.me is way better, and it takes you there. What? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. However, I don't know how long we're going to hold on to that, so like maybe like three years from now. <laughs> oh, dog. I, I bought that one for three. Oh, that reminds me nice. to buy... I need to buy one. Uh, I'll pitch it or I'll, uh, I'll plug it next time. Cool. All right. I think we're done. We will be set free from the Fabula Nova Crystallis soon. Well, there's still type zero, Chris. Uh, nope. <laughs> I don't know. It, what are you talking it's about? It's still there. Never heard of it. It's never it's heard still of it. there. Etro's in it. Oh, God. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next time. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. 
Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.